0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. I'm your host, Aaron Huey. Thank you so much, parents, for being here. And of course, as always, thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review here at Beyond Risk and Back, as it really does help parents find the help they need to help their kiddos. And that is really the entirety of the show, is how can we help? How can we give you as much information? No matter what level you're at, and you've come to this show, no matter what level of the struggle you are at with your kid, I want you to know how appreciative I am of you being here. There are parents who should be here. There are parents who need to be here, and you are here. And that tells me everything I need to know about you as a parent. This, this constant desire to, to change, grow, and learn, it really will be the investment into your family that's gonna pay out. There's a return. It's not day trading, folks. This this type of work, this type of of, of therapeutic motivational intervention on a family that's really in the struggle, you ain't going to see a payout today. Stay in the lane. Stay with the work. You'll see the payout. What Hillary is doing on HillaryMay.com, and we'll make sure you have her website's link, it is a beautiful site, but when I looked at it, What's going on underneath here is a true connection before correction and I want you to go to her site to make sure you're really understanding what she can do and I'm hoping that Hillary Trung can give us some insight today, give us moms, you moms, A little bit of insight of what we can do with our daughters to build this bridge between us, even though our hearts are so far apart at times. That's where the yelling comes from, right? That our hearts are so far apart, we feel like we have to yell across the abyss to be heard. Well, Hillary, I think, has found a way, a bridge, maybe even wings over this chasm of disconnect. Hillary, thank you for being on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you. As a dad of a daughter, I would like to understand what she and her mom have been through. They have a great relationship, but I stand on the outside looking in and I have my ideas, but let's be honest, I'm a man and I don't, how a man raises his daughter is much different than the relationship a mom has with her daughter. So thank you for being on the show. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning from you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation and share some
0: insight. Yeah, you said you said off the air you you have been a therapist you are not practicing currently is what you're doing with Hillary May your full-time gig now and of course you're a mom so you've that's okay. It's not your full-time gig even if it is your full-time <laughs> gig. Mom's the full-time gig. This is your other full-time gig. So is this is this what you do?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I speak a lot about the mother-daughter relationship, um, which I really love to do, and um, coaching, um, specifically mothers um, and teen daughters. And then I I travel with them as well. I take them on these immersive experiences to connect them, help them understand each other, and really change the trajectory of their relationship for the rest of their lives.
0: When you do these trips, is it just, you know, like one mom, one daughter and Hillary or do you you take a group with it? How 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 in person are you with these families?
1: It's one family. So it might be a mom and two daughters. I prefer it that way so I can just be with them every step of the way, be a part of those conversations, initiating the conversations, um showing them how I interact and engage and sort of model that, you know, um unspoken of course you know modeling how to interact with each other
0: take us back a little bit to to why this started how this started how did you how did this all come about were you struggling i mean your your daughter is young so this isn't this isn't your struggle with your daughter but this came from somewhere this idea showed up is this from your practice how did you come up with this
1: it's it's both. I mean, personally, um, as a teen girl, I felt very disconnected from my mom. Um, I felt like she was probably the person who understood me the least. She was someone. I, I really needed her to show up for me and be in my corner. and I won't say that she didn't try. She was certainly trying to reach me, taking me to therapy, but we just could not get on the same page because of that time, when I became a family therapist, I really started to connect with the adolescent girls in my office and I felt like I really got them. Um, I really understood where they were coming from. I understood their struggles and I, and I enjoyed working with them. So that really became my focus is that developmental stage. And while I was working with these teen girls, you know, I'd see five after school, you know, back to back and, um, their moms would bring them mostly probably about 90% of them, their moms would bring them and they would be, waiting in the waiting room for an invitation into that room to get on the couch and have these conversations. And when I take myself back to therapy with my mom, I would sit on that couch and I'd be silent. I'd refuse to talk. I wouldn't talk to the therapist. I wouldn't talk with my mom. I just felt like no one gets it, you know, I was angry. And, um, I could understand the girl on the couch who didn't want to let her mom in. Right. So I saw it was my job um as someone who has developed developed a relationship with her to let her know I get it. I I understand where she's coming from. I I get how she feels. I'd list all of it. Um, and then I talked to her about the benefits of having, you know, her mom in the room and opening up these conversations. What I realized is when I would have the mom in the room, they didn't know how to listen. You know, they would be blaming, you know, well, you did this and you know you don't understand what it's like for me. And, you know, I could just see they were hurting and they had their own needs. And so what I decided was I need to teach these moms how I do this. I need to show them how to connect with their daughters so that they can have the kind of relationship that I have with them. And they can have these conversations at home. They can learn how to connect for the rest of their lives, right? Because there's many stages ahead of them in their connection. So, that's where, how I got to where I am now is having these conversations and, and teaching them this outside of the therapy office and really in beautiful, relaxing, restful places.
0: So the first question that, that really comes up for me is, you know, you, you talk about being a, a teen daughter who would sit silently and this assumption that your mom is the last person that understands you. Perhaps this is even downright sexist of me to say, but there's a, there's a belief that women are just natural communicators. You're born being able to express all of your emotions and it's encouraged by society and blah, 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 blah. Why don't teen daughters connect with their moms? What is the primary thing that drives moms and daughters apart? Why is this happening for the daughter in the first place?
1: Daughters need to feel heard and understood. And so do moms, moms are daughters, right? It's a really, it's a female need. And sometimes when we get two females together in a relationship, it's sort of like whose needs get to be met, you know, whose needs are the priority here. And um, moms are often hurting and struggling and not having their own needs met. They're responsible for so much. Um, I think As moms and as women, we just take on a lot. Like, oh, I can, I'm strong. I can do it. I can figure this out. I can, you know, solve this problem. I'll just do it myself. And what happens is then nobody's needs are being met. Everyone's sort of um, competing to be heard. And so, what I teach mothers and daughters is that the flow of care goes from mother to daughter, right? So, for me, as a mother, I should be taken care of and heard by my mother right? And my mother should be heard by her mother or her partner, her friends, her peers, right? It's never the daughter's job to emotionally take care of their mother. And so when we can fix that dynamic right away that the mom's like, oh, it's when I go to my daughter, it's not because I need, I'm trying to fill some need for myself. I do that with, with other people. Then we're able to hear our daughters and hear what they need from us and just be able to listen and kind of leave our stuff to the side or know that it's going to get taken care of by someone else in our life.
0: There is something that I see women talk about and then something that I see women do. Again, I'm generalizing, but you brought it up in the last call, and I want to know if it's real. And, and does it start with the moms? Whose needs are going to get met? like like both can't someone's going to get theirs but other people won't does this is this the beginning of competition that women have with each other. Because you even brought it up with, with the friends and and they're not listening to me. And who's gonna get listened to and who's gonna be the one who, like, and, and these magazines in the grocery store aisles d- directed at women seem to reinforce and support this message. And I remember when I had a daughter, uh, about a year in my mom handed me a book called Reviving Ophelia. And she was like, whatever you do, front to back. And I read that book and I was blown sideways. I was like, oh my God, like this is, I've got to be somebody who does not promote this. And I would imagine that my daughter felt in competition with the, the other teenagers and other children that I was working with all those years, like it could only be her or it was going to be someone else. Is that real? And does that start with the moms, this competition?
1: I don't know if it starts with the moms, but I think it could stop at the moms. I think it really comes down to what we teach our, what do we teach our daughters? Um, I do see women turn on each other, and we're sort of we've been set up that way. I don't want to say that that is a female thing. I do think that we've been set up to turn on each other. Um, and I, I can hear it so clearly sometimes I'm with people and they're like, why is she wearing that? Or look at her. She looks like she gained weight, you know, just commenting about other women for no reason. You know, she's not doing anything to you. She's just existing in the world. Why do we need to make negative comments about how she's looking? And I think we're all trying to find our place. And absolutely there is this, um, dynamic really where women are just set up to compete and, look at each other and turn on each other in order to feel better about themselves, to just to fill some hole. Um and moms could be doing this so much differently. I mean, it really like the flow of care comes from moms and also the modeling of, you know, how how am I a woman in the world? You know, daughters learn that from their moms, right? If they don't like what they see, they try to do it totally different and they have no model for that sometimes. Right. So when we like what we see with our moms, we have an easier relationship too we're not rejecting her resisting her as much during the teen years specifically
0: are daughters competing with their moms is that part of that that adolescent separation you know, it, it, it feels like when boys are going through that, that adolescent separation of their families, that it's this value struggle. You know, they believe this and I'm going to be, I'm going to be me by not being them. Is that the same for donors or is it a competition based model that, that again, as you said, and I think, I think dads and, and sons can do that as well. But, but this is, this work does have to start with the adults, not the children. But, is this, is this the separation in adolescence? Is this, I'm going to be better than her? I'm going to do it differently than her? Therefore, I am better? Is it that simple?
1: I don't think so. I think that daughters are trying to find themselves through their moms. If they don't like what they see, they're going to do it differently. I think if they if they do like what they see, that helps their relationship, but they might still be trying to find themselves, right? It's just part of adolescence. Who am I? And their mom, you know, what I teach mothers is you can absolutely be a big part of her finding herself and discovering who she is by reaching that part of her, by asking the questions. What do you think? How do you feel? Why? Right. Um, helping her explore that, when daughters can mature through their emotional connection with their mom, they can be the best version of themselves. But when we cut our daughters off and we and we go along with this, like, well, they're supposed to separate, they're supposed to individuate, they're supposed to have their bedroom door closed. I'm just gonna leave her alone. You're not in the room with her anymore. Right. Which is exactly the opposite of what I, you know, I'm I'm working to do is get moms back in the room with their daughters.
0: Part of this work, the exacerbation of this thing that you and I are talking about certainly feels like social media, that this is a place that children, not just not just girls, go out and have this cerebral competition with the world, then ultimately with themselves, right? I, I've said often first we're learn that we learn that we're hated, then we learn to hate ourselves first. And that and social media feels like like that exacerbation are you going to utilize social media with your family? And what's a healthy version of that usage in your mind, if any?
1: Wow. I mean, that's a big question, right? Um, it, I have no plans for social media with my family. Um, absolutely. My daughter's eight and already asking for her own phone and absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I will say no. As, you know, Really in my mind, I have like eighth grade, ninth grade and social media is, yeah. I mean, for me as a business owner, it's great for me as a human, as a woman, I can't even imagine what it would have been like as a, as a child. Um, it's a black hole. Um, I think there's just, um, so much negativity, so much competition, so much, you know, Oh, Oh, look what she's doing. And, you know, should I be doing that? And, um, it just is, you know, it's going to shape them for sure. And they're not having enough conversations about what they see and how that's not real life. We don't even watch YouTube in our house.
0: Well, it's interesting because my friend down the street who did grow up with a TV and was allowed to have toy guns and everything like that, it became an absolute pacifist with a, a master's degree in library studies. And me, who grew up with no TV and no guns in the house, I am a avid martial artist. I love movies. I, You know, it's like, I don't know how it's going to end. We only know what's going to help us sleep as parents at night. You have mentioned Hillary a couple times about the skills that moms need. And I love what you said, because that is literally the purpose of this show. And running a treatment facility for all those years and working side by side with a clinical team and these people with degrees in psychology, working with the children directly, going to these conferences where these big brains, world-famous people, you know, talking about you know, development, adolescence, addiction, mental health issues, and learning directly from these people, I kept looking around at these conferences and saying, we were all here last week in that other conference with all these guests and each other. We're hearing and being reinforced, getting the same information reinforced. People need this information. You teaching moms what it is you do, well, that's what changes, not just doing it with moms, but teaching them how to do it so obviously, the big question that's coming is, what do you teach them? Give these moms a list of questions that they can turn around and ask on their daughters that is going to not make their daughter go, Ugh, mom, and stomp, 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 slam, and back on her phone. How do we connect?
1: So I always start with uh listening more than you talk for moms uh and for women that can be hard. <laughs> right? We like to talk, we like to be in relationship and I th- and I always tell moms you have a lifetime of knowledge. Like you've got all the answers, you know exactly what to do when your daughter's got a problem, right? And she comes to you with it or you overhear that it's happening. But what we want to do is teach your daughter how to solve that problem herself. So listening more than you talk means you are literally just letting her talk. And that's what I would do as a therapist, right? They come into my room, they would talk about their day on and on about their friends and who's doing what. And I might, you know, say, oh, wow, that must've been really hard. Or, oh my gosh, she did that. You know, and I'd encourage her to keep going. I wouldn't stop her. I wouldn't tell her what she did wrong. I wouldn't tell her how to do it differently. And then she'd get to the end and I would say, so what are you going to do about it? I'll put it back on her. Right. And she might say, I don't know. And then start talking it out. Well, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, that'll happen. Right. And by the end, whether it's with my helper on her own, she's got an action to take this girl. And it wasn't because I said, you know what, I've seen this before, or when this happened with my friend, this is what I did. Right. I kept that to myself, unless she asked, what do you think? And so what I teach moms is active listening letting her know that you get it, eye contact, you're in the room with her, you're not on your phone, you know, you're not focused on other things and you are listening to her. And one of the best ways to do this is in the car, of course, where you're not, she's not, you know, you're not staring at her and you've got, you're in this, locked in this car kind of for a little while. Um, but letting your daughter take the wheel and and have that conversation um and some moms they're like oh that's really hard i don't know how to just listen you know that whole time without saying anything and so the other thing you could do is say do you just want me to listen or do you want advice and keeping in mind your daughter's probably she might change her mind right she might just say i don't want it i just want you to listen and then at the end she might want your advice but when daughters feel heard and understood, we feel loved. And it's in your daughter talking about those things, talking out what happened and processing her feelings and having to share that with you, that she starts to understand herself.
0: I got a mom uh, that, I, that I'm that i working with and she's actually part of my coaching training program where I'm training her to do what I did with with her family. She's very good. And she's got a daughter who I've been working with for years. This daughter has come from being found dead on the floor of her bedroom on an OD back to she, she's, you know, school dances, a healthy relationship with a guy, good grades and stuff. And And mom and daughter still have... You know, mom, mom's got the listening skills. Mom's got the, okay, I'm in the car. We're, we're going. Nobody can bail. And in fact, daughter's not even in, at the bail point now where she's going to be like, roll her eyes and jump out of the car at the stoplight. But there still is that rolling her eyes and then picking up her phone. Specifically, in that moment... Might as well jump out of the car because they're lost, as, as you said, into that black hole of social media and distant connection. What, what, what do we do in those moments? How do, how do we bring them back?
1: I, I specifically in that moment, I might say, your body language is telling me you're not interested in this conversation, so we'll pick it up at another time. Or I'd really like to talk about this, or I'd really like to hear what's going on with you, so I'll come, we'll come back to this. And um, for me, it's about moms constantly making the invitation, inviting them into conversation. So when I, I feel like when mothers and daughters are in conversation, they're in relationship with each other. Right. And so constantly inviting her back, letting her know that you are interested, whether she's open to talking in that moment or not, she needs to know that you're there for her no matter what. And as moms, I think we also take a lot of things personally, right? When our daughter rolls our eyes, it could be a trigger for parents, right? Or slamming their door or something, you know, they have that from their parents, like, oh no, you're not slamming the door in our house, you know? Um, so we, what we need to do is check ourselves. Like that has nothing to do with you, right? That's her reaction to what's happening. Right. But if you're able to look past some of those barriers that they put up to protect themselves and, and just, and wonder why, like what's going on there, right? This, this morning, my daughter we're in the car about to leave for school. Of course it's a mad rush, right? And we realized her book bag is soaking wet. Her water bottle opened up in her book bag. So we had to go inside, take everything out. I quick found a different bag, to put her things in, got it repacked out to the car. And she's upset about the bag that I chose. She really didn't want it. Right. And I'm like, we just got to get to school. We don't, we don't have time to complain about this bag. Can you know, in my mind, I'm like, can you just be happy with the bag and that we're on the way to school? Right. But then I checked myself and I was like, well, why? Why don't you want that bag? I wondered, like, does someone make fun of that bag? Does she, you know, is, is it too heavy? Like, what is it about that bag that you don't like, right? And it's in those moments of like, why? We have to like wonder what's underneath that rather than assuming she's slamming the door because she's being disrespectful. Like, no, like what? She's angry. Why is she so angry, right? It's it's really, it's about digging underneath that and and having them think about why too, because sometimes they have no idea,
0: why they have the feelings that they do? Well, I have to ask you, Hillary, as we're wrapping around now about these trips. Talk about your trips. What do you do? Where do you go? And what advice can you give for families who who can't do it with you? I, there, there's going to be parents who can and are going to look up look you up on your website, and parents who are like, "This is great. I gotta, I gotta self fulfill this."
1: So the trips are anywhere my clients want to go. I like it when it's a place I want to go as well. Um but it's um, so far <laughs> so far they've been in in the US. It's 2 to 3 days of, you know, my my goal is is for them to feel totally taken care of by me. I don't want them to think about anything. They get there and it's all taken care of. I used to call myself the con- the mother daughter concierge because I know how important it is for women to feel taken care of. Some of us, it's so foreign. We don't know what it feels like to have someone else take care of all of the details, right? I'm telling them where to go, when to get there. You know, they're reaching out to me if they need anything. And then I build in these activities that they do together, you know, whether it's something like a ropes course or a zip lining, or we've done like sailing and sunset. And in these situations they are connecting. They're having fun. They're doing something that's a little bit outside of their comfort zone, stretching, but they're doing it together. They're having this experience of being, you know, on the same page and they're bonding in a way because I'm foreign to them. Right. And, you know, even though I'm there making sure they feel comfortable, it's, it's the two of them, you know, together having to lean on each other before we go, I learn about the mother and daughter and their relationship, what they both want what they need from each other that they, and there's always things i have never like, they'll say, I've never told her this, you know, but this is how I really feel. And then my job is to make sure those things come out in a really safe and comfortable way, whether that's at dinner over a glass of wine, or it's on the sailboat at sunset, you know, wherever we are, you know, that they're able to have these conversations with each other. The things that have never been said, um, we're talking about generations of women and their family, and how often the things they struggle with, the women before them struggled with, it really helps when we learn about, you know, this is bigger than me. This is this is something that is just – that comes from somewhere. You know, there's a reason for my struggle.
0: How do you want families to self-heal in this manner? If, if mom says, well, my daughter and I have to go drive to see our grandmother or our aunt and so it's going to three days, we're going to car camp – what could they do in that time together that, that mimics what you would be doing with them?
1: Have conversations about the generations of women, really, in the family. I actually just got back from having a long weekend with my mom in the Bay Area. I was invited to speak there. My mom came with me, and every time we sat down for a meal, we talked about our family. And we talked about the history and she, you know, it would start with telling me about ancestry, you know, the things she's learning, but I learned things about my mom still this weekend, brand new things that I realized, wow, I did the same exact thing. I repeated that pattern. I didn't even know that was a pattern. Right. Um, so really just talking, telling stories. Um, when I work with mothers and teen daughters individually um, you know, outside of the experience was we, we do something similar to a genogram and it's just the women in the family. So the mother line and daughters always learn something new, like, like, Oh my gosh, my, my grandmother, you know, she was institutionalized. Right. Or, you know, at that time it was like, um, you know, a woman is having a nervous breakdown or whatever, you know, and they need to go away. Um, and, and it starts to really open their eyes to, wow, that's a pattern. You know, why is that happening to the women in our family? What haven't we learned? What do What do we need to do now? And so really having those conversations and hearing those human stories of the women that came before them, I think is really grounding and connecting between mother and daughter.
0: How do you want my listeners to follow up with you? What's the best way for them to find you and get in touch with you?
1: My website. There are many ways to connect with me there. And then I I spend most of my time hanging out on Instagram, even though (laughs) we're talking about social media. So that's always a really good way. DM me there or or follow along. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear takeaways and happy to answer any questions that, that people may have that have been sparked as a result of the conversation.
0: I want to thank Deepin Productions for making this show sound amazing. And I want to thank my listeners so much, the moms who have been such such a great part of this show. The questions that I get from you go to Parenting Teens That Struggle on Facebook. It's a private group of 4,500 parents who are just helping each other with the crap that they've been through that you're going through. It's a place to vent, it's a place to be heard, a place to be seen, and it's a place to get advice from other parents who've gone through the gauntlet that you're going through successfully. Again, go to hillarymay.com, H-I-L-A-R-Y-M-A-E.com. It's in the show notes. And parents, take care of yourselves first, your adult relationship second, and your children third. That's how we're going to do our best work with our children. I'll see you next time on Beyond Risk and Back.